everyone. Welcome to the Under the Lights podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Parmley, the sports editor at Starnes Media, joined by Gary Lloyd. Uh, me and Gary are here to talk some high school football. Uh, we're down to just one week left in the regular season, which means last week we finished up region play. Uh, Gary, exciting week of ball. We've got one more until we reach the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I'm, it, it's hard to it's hard to get up for this week a little bit, just knowing the playoff matchups. But uh, yeah, one more week to go and uh, some big games and some fun games. Yeah, and we definitely had a few fun games last week, some with some big stakes. Uh, and let's start with the one that I was at on Friday night. Gardendale knocks off Mountain Brook 29-28. Just an incredible game. I'm glad I went. Uh, Gardendale overcomes a two-touchdown deficit in the second half and wins it. They score a touchdown with 19 seconds to go. Head coach Chad Eads goes for two, gets it to cap off the one-point win. Uh, an unbelievable performance from Gardendale quarterback Tyler Nelson. The guy could not be stopped on the ground. He ran for 295 yards and scored all four touchdowns for the Rockets. Um, and that got him the big win. Region title for Garndale. Mountain Brook finishes second in the region. Just a great ball game between two really good teams. Yeah, I mean, like, I know Gardendale is, like, just outside of our immediate coverage area, but Tyler Nelson's got to get, like, a ride in for player of the week this week. I, I mean, I know, right? 295 and four touchdowns. It's just crazy, especially – I mean, it's one thing to do that against just anybody, but he did it against that Mountain Brook defense, which has been, you know, so solid for so many years. So, yeah, a huge win for Gardendale. You know, both teams were, were going to get home field in the in the first round. So for Mountain Brook, you know, they still played well other than, you know, trying to contain him, it seemed like. I, I don't know what you saw, um, but everything's still ahead of them, you know, heading into the playoffs. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. This was uh, – we know, we've known Chad Eads for a long time, especially from his days as an assistant coach at Hoover. Um, but he's done a great job at Gardendale, gets them the region title. And, yeah, like you mentioned, Mountain Brook started strong. And then Gardendale started stacking the box on defense, make, making Mountain Brook throw the ball. And Mountain Brook's passing attack just outside of one big play that, that John Colvin hit to Jackson Beatty early in the game, they really weren't able to do much through the air. And, and that ground game got, got not completely stopped, but it got slowed down enough to allow Gardendale the chance to get back in the game in the second half. Um, so, yeah, I – Mountain Brook head coach Chris Yeager told me after the game, like, these are two of the best teams in the state in 6A. So don't be surprised if they're both playing deep into the postseason. Yeah. Um, just like I said, great ball game, two really good teams. Yeah. Um, so both of them have got high hopes for the playoffs for sure. Yeah. And it, well, and it's, I think if I'm reading the bracket right or assuming the bracket right, the only way they play again is if they play in the semifinals. I, I think, think you're right. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you yeah, know, maybe that happens. I mean, it's a loaded deep 6A, but. I mean, I wouldn't mind Mountain Brook Gardendale round two. I don't know about you, but yeah, no, I would, I would greatly enjoy that. Um, now let's talk about another one that everybody was looking forward to this past week. Hoover Thompson, Hoover gets the region title this time with a nine nothing win in this ball game. I kind of told people that asked me about it throughout the week. First one to ten is going to win this game with the <laughs> level of defenses in this ball game. Well, I was wrong because neither team reached ten. Uh, just a defensive slugfest. Thompson actually outgained Hoover in this game. Hoover's defense made so many big plays that allowed that allowed the shutout. Hoover's offense scored early, and that was what they needed. Yeah, I mean, you know, doing this with a you know, quote unquote 
third-string quarterback or freshman quarterback, you know, not asking him to do too much, you know, because that defense, I mean, we've talked about it week in and week out. People are probably sick of hearing about it, but there's there's not been a letdown yet. I mean, they, they didn't allow 20 points in a game all season. The, the most they allowed was 17. They lost the game. And that was their only loss yeah. week one against Auburn or week zero against Auburn. Uh, I was looking right before uh, we jumped on here because sometimes these stat ideas hit me at the weirdest times. I decided to look back at the last time Thompson was shut out. And unless I'm wrong, unless I read it too quickly, the last time they were shut out was in 2016 to Hoover, 20 to nothing. And it was October 21st of 2016, six years to the day since their last shutout both against Hoover. So just an incredible performance from that defense. I think they're allowing like eight points a game now this year. So uh, really, really big win. And, uh, you know, kudos to Wade Waldrop coming in, taking over for for Josh Niblett, you know, in this first year and, you know, expectations being what they are and, you know, in the one of the craziest regions in the state. And, you know, not just to, okay, you still got a playoff spot. Okay, you got the two seed, you get a home game. To go into Thompson – and shut them out and win that game. Just kudos to that staff. Kudos to those players. Just, just an unbelievable season for the Bucks. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about first year head coaches all year long in this region. Wade Waldrop, what a job. After that season opening loss to Auburn, they've started four quarterbacks this year and they've won nine in a row. I mean, just unbelievable job by, by him and his coaching staff. And, uh, I mean, look, Hoover's a threat to to do a plenty of damage in the 7A playoffs like they always are. Um, let's talk about another 7A Region 3 game that was on the other end of the playoff spectrum. Vestavia Hills in a win-and-end game. They route Tuscaloosa County 59-18. to To be honest, Gary, this is exactly how I saw this one going. Um, and, look, I mean, Vestavia is clearly the better team in this matchup, and they showed it. Uh, John Paul Head, Vestavia quarterback, Six total touchdowns, just a huge night. Rebels start fast, and uh, they get their way into the playoffs as that number four seed from Region 3. Yeah, and I, I know we've joked about it all year in a way, or you've joked about it, but yeah. I, I'd be remiss if I didn't give the kudos, you know, for Tuscaloosa County, you know, the, the way they played this year. Uh, Adam Weingarten's second season there, you know, I think they won one, maybe one or two games last year. And, you know, they were in that situation where if they won this game, they were in the playoffs. And, you know, so a great season for them. But, yeah, Vestavia, just another, like, 21 nothing first quarter. You know, if, you, if you're stuck in traffic, you know, on 31 or something, you know, you're getting to the game and it's 21 zip just like that um so they're just they're a team that's super hot right now and i'm not going to name names but i talked to several people on friday night that were like hey this vestavia team we get to the semifinals or you you know we, we see them later we're not scared but you know that that's one of those teams that's just hot and they're on your radar they're a four seed they've got to go on the road but they're hot and I hate to say it I hate to say who they remind me of right now because I just finished watching this baseball game earlier they remind me of the Philadelphia Phillies this year you know they finished the Phillies finished third in the NL East but they got hot at the right time going into the playoffs and now they're headed to the World Series so um Vestavia just reminds me like that, you know, they're just really good offensively. You know, you mentioned John Paul head. He's been one of the best players I think in seven, a this year. And, you know, Keon Richardson comes up big for him. I think all three of his uh, receptions Friday night go for touchdowns. He gets over a hundred yards. So just, I mean, 59 points. I mean, it's just, 
a really big win and and there was no fear of winning in they just they were going to put their foot on the gas and and you know route them and they did yeah um depending on how it shakes out i may um need to go back to some of my preseason comments about this Vestavia team because I'm pretty sure I might have been the, one of the first ones on the bandwagon. So I mean really I mean, you I mean you can hint at it and say that, but you were just say it. Yeah. Just just say it. Yeah. So we'll see what Vestavia can do. Good win for them on Friday to get into the playoffs. Uh, another region three game, last region game for both of these teams, not making the playoffs this year, but Oak Mountain finds a way to beat Spain Park nine to three. Um really cool for the Eagles. They've had such a tough year. But to hang in there, compete, and get the win, and and for you know the the players to recognize head coach Tyler Crane with the celebration, the way they did after the game for just you know hanging in there and fighting to get a win was was really nice for them. Yeah, I, I would like to ask Tyler. I haven't talked to him, but I'd like to know just how cold that ice bath was Friday night because I know I was standing there with my hands in my pockets and I was chilly at, at Hewitt Trustful Friday night. I can't imagine what that felt like, but I also bet it felt pretty good. Um, but yeah, you know, they kind of, they, they come in and it seems like, you know, I wasn't there, but it, it seems like reading the report after the game that, that they emptied the playbook a little bit, you know, they start the game with an onside kick, they throw some deep balls. Uh, I think they faked a punt at one point, you know, and, you know, neither team put up, obviously put up huge offensive numbers, but it just showed that there was, there was no quit there. There was no lay down. They went into this game saying, we're going to win this game. And so kudos to them. And, you know, on the other side, you know, I've talked about Spain Park a lot this year. You know, struggled offensively, obviously. Uh, Oak Mountain had a lot to do with that. You know, played two quarterbacks. But I think their future is really bright, too. You know, we've talked about that defensive line. They've got one of the best defensive linemen in the state, maybe in the country, uh, on that D-line. The quarterback who's likely going to take over next year was just a freshman this year who's already pulled an offer to, I think. Um, so the, the future is bright for Spain Park as well. Yeah, well, I think that's the last regular season game for Oak Mountain. Spain Park's got one more, but good for the Eagles to finish uh, with a little little positive momentum there. Uh, one final Region 3 game, Hewitt Trustful beats Chelsea 45-14. to uh, Huskies jump out 35 nothing, win easy, and that's the last uh, regular season game for Chelsea this year. Yeah, pretty much what we expected. And, you know, Hewitt Trustful in the first half, they – they did it both ways. You know, uh, Peyton Floyd throws three touchdown passes and then the defense comes up with two pick sixes. And I mean, it was over ju just like that. Uh, but, you know, credit Chelsea. They they came out in the in the third quarter and, and get 10 points, put together a good drive, uh, just shot themselves in the foot a little bit. Their, their final drive where they scored a touchdown, they actually scored a touchdown three times, but two times it was called back for penalties. Uh, both of those to MJ Conrad, and then both of them get called back. Emerson Russell scores the final touchdown. So, hey, hate that for MJ, but he's a heck of a receiver. But for Chelsea, you know, I talked to Todd Cassidy after the game, and, you know, he just said, we're not quite equipped yet at the 7A level. You know, this is their first year in 7A. They're just not quite at that level. But they've got pieces coming back. You know, Emerson Russell's been talked about by all these 7A Region 3 coaches as – one of the best running backs that they've seen all year. And the dude's five, six, a buck 60. He yeah. just, he, he slithers through things. And, uh, you know, the quarterback Carter Dotson's back. So bright things ahead for Chelsea and just an expected win for Hewitt Trustful. Yep. Uh, all right, let's move on. Uh, 6A game. Homewood beats Briarwood 34 to 10. Woods Ray plays a phenomenal game. On Briarwood's side, they, they sat Christopher Vizina, uh, the quarterback, for this one and let him heal up a little bit. Will Clark, who may be the future for the Lions, comes in. Um, I thought he put up some some decent numbers. So 
Uh, the Lions, you know, just just trying to build some blocks there. But Homewood finishes off that perfect region slate for the first time in five years. And that is a hot team as we head down the stretch here. Very hot team. And, you know, really really doing it through the air. You know, Woods Ray can take off and run. They've, they've got some some good running backs. But, you know, their playmakers are on the outside and they're, they're showing it week in, week out. So, yeah, like you said, Christopher Vizina sat for Briarwood. So, you know, we kind of expected Homewood to – to win this game and and they did it convincingly. So good win. Absolutely. Uh, and then a few more, uh, really cool to see John Carroll get a 13 to 12 win over Winona uh, to cap off their region slate. Uh, they'll have one more game this week. Clay Chalkville blows by Shades Valley 52, nothing. That game was uh, over from the start. And then Pinson Valley beats Pell city 45, 21. And that game wasn't as close as the score indicated. Uh, so all three of those teams with good wins and uh, yeah, I think that is, that's all, that's all nine games that we uh, got to talk about for week nine. And with that, let's go ahead and move into a week nine takeaway. Gary, what you got for this week? Well, you know, we're on the verge of the, of the state playoffs, but I, I just kind of wanted to take a minute and I know some of these teams still have a game to play this week, but uh, I just wanted to take a minute to kind of talk about something I've talked about already this year, but some of these new coaches and some of these teams that that pretty early were, were eliminated from playoff contention in, in Oak Mountain, the Spain Park, a Chelsea, um, and just just the fight that they had and the never quit that they had, um, you know, especially, you know, the most recent memory now is Oak Mountain, you know, being over in region play. And then your last region game is at Spain Park. And they go in and do what they got to do and, you know, scratch, fight, and claw. And then, you know, you finish with an unsuccessful season, one region win, but, you know, you're giving your coach an ice bath after the game. Like, to me, it's just cool to see because, you know, I know you've seen it. I've seen it in years where you have guys on a team that, you know, they quit or, you know, they're they're a bad influence or whatever you want to call it. And it permeates the team and it's very noticeable. And that has not been noticeable at all with any of these teams. So to me, you know, I, I think, you know, it remains to be seen how these coaches, you know, Tyler at Oak Mountain's only in year, this was his second year, you know, Tim Vacakis and Todd Cassidy were both in their first year. So there's a lot to build on to, you know, it remains to be seen how good these hires are. But to me, it seems like these are good hires because they've really got these kids fighting and, uh, you know, this day and age, to me at least, I, I think that's really cool to see when a team knows they're one in seven or one in eight, and they're still just all the way to the bitter end. They're fighting, and so that that was my takeaway, and it's just really awesome to see. Yeah, no, that's really good stuff. Uh, my takeaway is not going to be nearly as thoughtful as that. My takeaway is I have no idea what's going to happen in the six A or seven A playoffs, and that is really really exciting. So, Chaos. I mean, I fired up for this because there's no inevitable feeling of we're waiting till so-and-so gets to so-and-so there ain't none of that so I'm excited to see what we've got in store over the next several weeks and now let's move on into the player of the week voting Last week, our player of the week was Briarwood wide receiver Brady Wall, who had a big week for the Lions. Uh, he got an outpouring of support on, on Twitter, and he takes uh, last week's award. Uh, if 
any of these strike your fancy this week, go to my Twitter page at Kyle Parmley to vote for this week's player of the week. Here are your four choices. We're going to start out with a couple of units because they were just that good. Uh, first, Hoover's defense. They shut out Thompson nine to nothing. Two of those points came via safety that that defense forced with an Andrew Parrish tackle or sack. Six sacks in the game for the Bucks defense. Two interceptions. Tons of huge plays, and they get the shutout. They get the region title. Next one, Hewitt Trussell's defense. Big plays all around. They had three interceptions. Two of them went for pick sixes by Braylon Chapman and Riggs Dunn. Uh, so the Huskies defense was making big plays. Another one, Keon Richardson, Vestavia Hills wide receiver. Gary, you mentioned him earlier. Three catches, 121 yards, and all three of those grabs went for six. Uh, big night for him. And then Owen Eisenhower, Homewood DB, you know, hadn't always gotten a um, – well, let's just say Homewood head coach Ben Bergeson raved about him after the game. He has a pick six for the Patriots, um, a really good night for him. So whichever of those four you think deserves to be the Under the Lights Player of the Week, go to my Twitter page, at Kyle Parmley, after you watch this podcast. I'm not sure that you're going to beat Gary because he'll cast the very first vote. Um, but, yeah. I, Where's it going to go? Right. So if you need to do any politicking for your vote or for Gary's vote, you better do that quickly. Um, but yeah, all right. So here we go. Week 10, the final week of the regular season. All the region games are done. Several teams have already played all 10 and they're taking an open date. But we've got a few. We've got three Thursday games, three Friday games to talk about. Uh, Gary, let's start with the Thursday night games. Mountain Brook is making a long trek down to Mobile to play Baker. Uh, Baker is a playoff team. They're only four and five, but they made the playoffs in their region. Um, so we'll see. I mean, it's going to be tough for the Spartans to, to be really excited about this game, but it's a seven, eight foe. And I mean, you got to play well to beat them. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is admittedly, this is just the weird week where it's the no nothing week, honestly. I mean, at least they get to go. I mean, maybe they get to go to the beach. They're going to mobile. I I, I don't know, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, Baker's all four of their wins are region wins. So they get in that way. So we'll see what they work on, who they, if they rest anybody, you know, if they're doing any kind of, you know, some sort of prep for the playoffs, I don't know. So uh, just a, you know, another kind of tune up and, you know, keep everybody healthy and refocus for the playoffs. Absolutely. Uh, the game that I'm planning to be at Spain park, making a visit to Pelham, uh, this Pelham team has been has had some key injuries, but they've kept fighting, and Pelham has made the playoffs. But Spain Park going to try to rebound from last week's loss and win one more uh, to cap off the regular season. Yeah, I, I actually – so this this means nothing to, to this year, but I, I went to this game in 2012 when uh, Nick Mullins was the Spain Park quarterback, Chip Lindsey was still the head coach there, and Pelham boat raced them. It was, I think it was 42 to 17. Wow. But get this. Okay. I know this means nothing, but it's just my nostalgia, I guess. I was covering that game for a, another outlet. And um, that game was over by like 9 p.m. because Pelham ran for roughly a million yards. I don't really see that this time. I, I think this is probably a pretty good competitive game. Um, but hopefully whoever, or you're, you're going to be there. That's what you said. So maybe you'll get a game that's over that quick and, uh, you can meet deadline rather easily, but you know, a fun helmet game, Spain park and Pelham. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, another one, Vesavia Hills making a visit to Helena. Uh, we talked about the rebels make, getting into the playoffs. Helena 
they've had a really good year. They're six and three, but they missed out on the playoffs because of a four overtime loss to Calera. Uh, tough break for those guys, but you know they'll be wanting to end the season on top. And and the Rebels, it's just about maintaining that big momentum they've had lately. Yeah, it's like both teams kind of opposite ends of the spectrum. Right? You know, Vestavia really trending up and Helena really started out strong and, you know, have, have kind of finished tough there, especially, you know, like you said, that 4-0-2 loss to Calera. And then, you know, they still had that chance, I guess, against Benjamin and Russell this last week. And Jekyll and Hyde, Benjamin Russell came out and, you know, beat them by like 33, 34 points. So, uh, yeah, another one, like I just said about Spain Park Pelham, just, I mean, I don't know what to expect. Uh, you know, some really good players on both sides and a fun helmet matchup. And, you know, if you're Vestavia, you want to keep guys healthy heading into uh, the playoffs at Austin. And if you're Helena, you want to go out on a good note. For sure. Uh, let's move into the Friday matchups. Uh, Briarwood is going to host Fairhope. I think this is going to be a, you know, one final send-off for Briarwood quarterback Christopher Vizina, who's had such a fabulous career, and the rest of his senior class for the Lions, who've done such good things. And they're playing a Fairhope team that they're coming all the way up to Birmingham. But that Fairhope team has been a top-five team all season in 7A, and, and they, have, they have some goals as far as, you know, playoffs go. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't ask for a tougher send-off. You know what I mean? Like – Briarwood is already, we know, has had, has had a tough down year. Um, and then, you know, that last game of the year is against one of the best teams probably in 7A. So that's tough. But that one last hurrah kind of thing, you know, I'm going to be there Friday night. Um, I, I expect, a, a, obviously, a really full Lions Pride Stadium, a really loud Lions Pride Stadium to, to like you said, send off this this quarterback Christopher Vizina who's had such a storied career and I'm glad you said the rest of that senior class because you know I, I've talked with Christopher about it I've talked with Matthew Forrester uh, the head coach uh, AD Jay Matthews about this senior class and it's a really tight-knit group and you, you really want to see them go out in a really competitive way and just have a really good night so really looking forward to being there and, and seeing you know what Briarwood puts together against one of the best teams in the state. Right. Uh, another one on Friday night, Homewood paying a visit to Jasper. Uh, this Jasper team has uh, kind of, I don't know if come out of nowhere is the right way, but they've, they've played really well in 5A Region 5 this year to make the playoffs. Uh, so Homewood is going to, you know, they're going to have to go up there and play well if, if they want to win this game. Yeah, and I think I think Jasper travels to Moody in round yeah. one for yeah. the 5A playoffs. So, uh, that, yeah, they're, they're going to want to be sharp uh, having to go to Moody that's, you know, nine and one. And, you know, our, our buddy Jake Gannis has done a heck of a job there. But, uh, yeah, uh, this is another game that I just – it's the weird week. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know much about Jasper other than what you said. Uh, does Homewood, you know, play their guys a full four quarters? Do, do they rest guys? I don't know. But, you know, that that's kind of the fun of the week is, is the not knowing and, you know, seeing – you know, maybe some guys who don't get to play as much step up and, and get to have some play in time and, uh, you know, just see what happens. Yeah. And then one more, John Carroll is visiting Maplesville. So it'll be interesting just to the fact that Maplesville is a state championship 1A program that's been a little bit on down times the last few years. They lost their first two games this year, then they won the next seven. So I have no idea what's going to happen in this game. I just know Maplesville is a pretty good 1A team, and we'll see how John Carroll stacks up against them. 
Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, we know about classification, you know, that means John Carroll's probably got more depth, you know, just more more dudes on the field, but or on the sidelines, not on yeah. the field. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Maplesville, I mean, they won, I think, three straight state titles, 2014 to 2016. Um, just a really good program. So, yeah, the, I mean, it's a very interesting matchup. You know, we see 5A versus 6A, 6A versus 7A, but, you know, 5A versus 1A and one of the best 1A teams. Really curious how this one goes just to see, like, kind of how each team matches up with each other. So uh, that's a that's a really fun uh, last game of the year. So very curious how that one turns out. Yeah, for sure. And then, uh, yeah, so that's week 10. Uh, the regular season wraps up this week. Uh, we're going to dive way more into the playoffs next week. But for the Under the Lights teams, I want to go ahead and give you guys the first-round matchups that are set for the playoffs, which will begin on November the 4th. Uh, let's start with some 6A matchups. Homewood is going to host McAdory. Pinson Valley is going to travel to Mountain Brook. Clay Chalbo will host Parker. And then some 7A matchups, we've got Hoover is going to play host to Bob Jones. Hewitt Trustful traveling to Florence and Vestavia Hills traveling to Austin. So we got six matchups, seven teams out of our uh, coverage area. And we'll talk way more about these next week, but Gary, give me, give me one or two that, that really stand out and, and that you'll be raring to watch come November 4th. Uh, well, let's see. So we've got three from six, a three from seven, a I'll, I'll just give you one from each classification. Uh, I think that Pinson Valley at mountain Brook game is really interesting. Um, I mean, that's just doesn't feel like a first round game. I know I've said that the last couple of weeks about how deep this 6A field feels. Um, but man, that just that feels like a quarterfinal type game to me. Um, so that that's a really intriguing game, um, especially recent success for Pinson Valley and, you know, just how well Mountain Brooks played all year. Uh, the other one is is Vestavia Hills at Austin. Um, you know, both teams, I, I think you might see a shootout up there and uh, we'll, we'll see how Vestavia really stacks up, you know, taking, taking this streak on, on the road and see if they can uh, move on to the next round and, and potentially set up a rematch of sorts in the, in the second round. Absolutely. Well, yeah, the high school football season may be winding down in a sense, but it is just getting going in another sense. So with all that being said, that is this week's under the lights podcast. Don't forget to go to my Twitter page at Kyle Parmley to vote for this week's Under the Lights Player of the Week. Uh, Gary, as always, thanks for joining me. Uh, everyone, thanks for listening and supporting all season long. Uh, please like, subscribe, rate, whatever you can do uh, to help us out there. Uh, we appreciate you uh, listening in. Uh, can't wait for more football this week, and we'll see you next time.